Welcome to the God's Plan for Living podcast, where I give you a simple roadmap to living your ideal kingdom life. I'm Matt Tommy, your host. Let's get started. Well, hey, my friend, it's Matt. Welcome to the podcast today. So glad that you are here. I want to dig into a concept today that I think has a lot to do with the reason uh, so many Christians, including myself for many years, lived in what I've described as the great disconnect, this disconnect between uh, Jesus's intention for us uh, with his death, burial, and resurrection uh, and bringing us to new life in him and the actual reality that most believers, uh, you know, actually experience uh, in their life. You know, unfortunately, most people are living way, way below the reality of what Jesus promised us in the new covenant. He said, I came that you might have life and have it to the full, but that full life is not the experience of of most believers. And so it leads to frustration, it leads to paralyzation, it leads to, to striving, it leads to, you know, hope deferred, making the heart sick, and it leads to a lot of comparison and frustration that really is never, none of that is the intention uh, of Jesus in the new covenant. His intention is that we would live uh, in life. And, you know, as you think about that, I can just imagine the disappointment of <laughs> of the father and the frustration of Jesus at this point in in our history, after 2,000 years of him dying on the cross for us to not only redeem, but also reconcile and restore us uh, to the Father and to the fullness of the kingdom, the, the frustration and the, and the sadness that must be in his heart, realizing that most of the body of Christ, his body here on the earth, is living way below the promise, way below what was actually made available to all of us through the cross. See, salvation is the door to the kingdom. If you read the words of Jesus throughout the Gospels, Jesus said, I, I can't, I'll come preaching the kingdom. He came preaching the kingdom of heaven, not just a gospel of salvation, but a gospel of the kingdom. Now, before you think I've run off the rails here, let me, let me say what I'm not saying. I'm not saying that that uh, you don't need salvation. Obviously, you need salvation. The Bible says, Jesus said, that there's only one way to the Father, and it's through Him. There's only one way to God. It's through the blood of Jesus and Him crucified. That's the only way to get to God. That's what the Bible says. It's what I believe. That's that's what the church has taught for, for years, and that that's the truth. That's that's the, the basis of everything uh, that I believe in my life and, and everything that I teach. But when you stop, listen now, when you stop at salvation and you nullify the, the restorative work of Jesus on the cross and, and you, you really just bring it down to this idea that you're just saved from sin and, you're, and that only gets you a ticket into heaven, you miss the full restorative and reconciling and redeeming work of Jesus on the cross. Jesus did not just come to save you from hell. He came that you might have life. Obviously, not having to live life in hell, not having to live life in separation from God is a huge benefit, but it is not the only benefit. And I want to begin to draw some some constructs around this today for you so that you can understand how a salvation-centric idea of the gospel can really feed into this idea of the great disconnect. Because when you think that the only purpose of, of salvation is for you to get a ticket to heaven and escape 
this world uh, into the, the life hereafter, you miss all the wonderful things that God has promised you here on this earth to be able to receive and release his light and life in everything that you do. See, I learned a long time ago, the enemy does not have to tempt you with overt sin in your life to defeat you. Uh, And of course, he does that from time to time. But the real thing that he's always after believers about is just to get you to come out of agreement with who God says you are and what he says you can do. If he can get you to come out of of agreement or not understand the fullness of what Jesus did on the cross for you, it keeps you in a place of living less than, living way below the promise. And you get out there striving, you get out there trying to live the Christian life on your own. You want spirit-led results. You want the results that you see in God's word. You want the fruit of the kingdom. Yet because you don't know how the kingdom works, you don't know how to co-labor with the Holy Spirit. You don't know how to hear his voice. You don't know how he's designed you and how he wants to release his kingdom through you. You get out there on your own and you make a mess. And we get into this thing of, you know, waiting and hoping and begging, oh God, please do something. Or we get into striving and working for it on our own. Or we think that somehow we've got to get enough money or freedom or platform or whatever to to do things in our life for him. When in reality, all he's wanting us to do is come into alignment, come into agreement with what he's already done on our behalf. We're not the ones that are, are designed to, to create the wave Remember, this is this is his story. This is his wave. This is his ocean that that we're in. We we get the wonderful privilege of being able to to surf with him, if you will, to to ride the waves that he creates. But when you and I get out there on our own and try to make it happen by ourselves, it can lead to a lot of frustration. You know, when I grew up uh, and just you know thinking about the way I got saved and the way I came to the Lord and that sort of thing. I have to say it was absolutely a salvation-centric message. Uh, It was a, hey, if you don't get saved, you're going to hell. You're going to be eternally separated from God. Turn or burn, uh, that sort of thing. And, you know, there was no idea that there was any other thing that I was being invited into. (laughs) It was like, either you want to go to hell or you get right with God. And so, of course, you're like, oh, I'm going to get saved. And I, when I invited Jesus into my heart, I really had no idea of his invitation into the kingdom. And so for much of my life, uh, I had a version of Christianity that I kind of call the gospel of salvation. And it kind of goes like this. You get saved primarily to escape eternal damnation, eternal separation from God. I don't want to miss the boat. I want to go to heaven. I don't want to go to hell. You believe then in that context that uh, your primary focus as a believer and the primary focus of the church should be making sure that everybody gets converted, everybody gets saved, everybody's coming to church, everything is is church-focused, evangelism-focused, church-centered activities, like let's get everybody in the lifeboat, right? Kind of like a Noah's Ark uh, sort of scenario. And you end up focusing most of your attention on the eternal hope of heaven uh, and escaping the trappings of this world and not having anything to do with the world and, you know, come out from among them and, you know, all this sort of idea that's an us and them sort of mentality. Again, very much sort of sort of Noah's Ark uh, mentality. And, and your heart in the middle of that is to work for God, wait patiently for Jesus to come, hope that things are going to get better, 
but you're just glad you got a ticket. You're just glad you, you know, you think about that old, uh, old adage that people, you know, I'm just an old sinner. I'm just an old worm. I'm just, I've just been saved by God's grace. Thank God I made it. Oh, I'm not worthy. Just this old, this self-deprecating thing over and over and over again. I'm not worthy. I barely made it in and, but for God's grace. And when you, when your mindset is continually focused on that, you are continually reminding yourself of your old self. (laughs) You're continually reminding yourself of, I'm not worthy. I don't know how I made it. Boy, I'm glad I did make it. Uh, Boy, everybody else is on the way to hell. I better get them in here too. As opposed to what I I would say is maybe the message of the kingdom. And the gospel of the kingdom is not just an invitation to get saved, Again, through the blood of Jesus, the only way you can be saved. It's not just an invitation to get saved to escape separation from God. It or a separate yeah, separation from God. It is not just a way to, you know, escape hell and and get, you know, closer to the Lord in heaven. It is an invitation to not only be redeemed, but also be reconciled to the Father and be restored as his child and restored into the kingdom. Again, we're not just running from the devil. We're running into the arms of the father. We're running into the fullness of what Jesus died for us to walk in. This is huge. All right. Instead of just believing that your primary focus should be only on evangelism, only on, you know, getting people to come to church and and church-centered activities, you, you begin to think that, hey, I can do life like Jesus did, which Jesus just said, I I just do the things that I see the Father doing. You start to realize that you can just wake up every morning as you're hearing God's voice, as you're in relationship with Him. You can begin to agree with Him and walk with Him and do things that are in line with your unique design and your unique assignment in the kingdom. And then that's enough that you can trust the mystery (laughs) that as you do the things that God shows you to do, as you walk in the design that he's given you, as you say yes to the things that he shows you, God's showing up in power more than you could ever do by yourself with just a bunch of religious zeal. You get to focus then most of your attention on releasing the kingdom now and being led by the spirit now not just in the life to come. Now, listen, that doesn't take any, that doesn't cast any shade on the eternal hope of heaven. Thank God for the eternal hope of heaven. But that's one part of the gospel, all right? And then you also get to enjoy the abundant life now, knowing that God gives us the opportunity through the Holy Spirit to co-labor with him in every area of life. See, this is a completely different view of living life in the kingdom. One is, I'm glad I got saved. I'm glad I'm not going to hell. I'm going to try to get everybody else on the boat and hold on till Jesus comes. And the other is, wow, thank God I'm going to heaven. Thank God I'm saved. Thank God I've been restored to relationship with the Father so that I can walk with him every day through the power of the Holy Spirit. I can I can receive his kingdom in fullness and release his light in life every day. And then every day that I get up, God's got a new adventure. He's got a new mystery. He's got a new door, a new path unfolding for me as I say yes to him. And as I lean into that, that's how, that's how I'm going to be experiencing the abundant life that Jesus promised. 
Listen, the gospel of the kingdom, I believe, really exemplifies three things. You've been redeemed, you've been reconciled, and you've been restored. Ephesians 1, 7, and so many verses in, in, in God's word, talk about that through the blood of Jesus, we have been redeemed. Again, our sins are no longer counted against us, but the blood of Jesus wiped that clean. We're no longer under the curse, but we've been brought into a new covenant through grace. We've been redeemed. Secondly, we've been, we've been reconciled. Romans 5, 10 says we, we've been reconciled. That is the sin that we had in our heart that separated us from God. Jesus, through his blood, now redeems and reconciles us. That is, brings us back into relationship with the Father. We're no longer separated from him through sin. And then the best story, I think, in the whole New Testament of, of restoration, the prodigal son in Luke 15, where, you know, the son leaves, does his own thing, but ends up coming back to the father. And the father does what? The father brings him back and he does what? He restores unto him everything that he wasted, everything that he lost, everything as if he never left. That's the beauty of the kingdom, not that you just made it into heaven, but you've been redeemed, all your sins washed away, reconciled, brought back into relationship with God, and you've been restored. That is everything that sin took away from you, everything that that we left uh, and, and, and was taken away from us through through the curse of sin now has been restored. What does that mean? That means your health. That means all the provision that you need for your life. That means every idea, relationship, resource, opportunity, idea, everything that you need has already been given back to you. Second Peter 1, 3, and 4. You have everything that you need for life and godliness. That's the gospel of the kingdom. That's why it's good news. Is it good news that you're not going to hell? Absolutely. But it's even better news. The gospel of the kingdom is even better news that you get to live in the reality of the kingdom now, that God's not left you on your own, that you're not under the curse trying to make it happen on your own. You don't have to strive and work and sweat and try to figure it out all by yourself. No, we have the leadership of the Holy Spirit. We have the present reality of the kingdom living inside of us with everything that we need for life and godliness available now. And your willingness, listen, your willingness to lean in to your unique design and assignment in the kingdom is directly related to your ability to walk in the abundant life that Jesus promised. My friend, I want you to get this deep in your spirit. It's the core of what God's plan for living is all about. Because if if you are just hanging on to this striving gospel this thing that you're, I'm just here working for God. I'm just an old worker bee. I'm just saved by grace. And I'm just glad I made it. And oh, one day Jesus is going to come. Listen, there's only so much white knuckle Christianity that you can do. If your heart is not passionate after Jesus, if you're not fully persuaded and fully convinced of the goodness of God available to you right now in this life, if you're not fully persuaded and fully convinced that God's voice is available and actively speaking to you in your life every day, you're going to be walking in much less than God designed for you. Thank God for salvation. We have to have salvation. 
but thank God even more for being restored into the fullness of his kingdom where we have everything that we need for life and godliness. Walking in that is God's plan for living. And listen, here, here's the deal, lest you may think, well, how can you how can you be down in evangelism? I'm not down in evangelism. Here's what I'm saying. Evangelism out of religious zeal versus evangelism out of a heart passionate for God are two diff, very different things. Evangelism just out of religious zeal and worker bee mentality treats every relationship as a transactional. It treats every relationship as a notch in the belt. Did they get saved or not? Did I invite them to church or not? Did I share the gospel with them or not? Whereas when you're walking in the kingdom, you're able to trust the mystery. You're able to trust that as you do the things that God's showing you to do every day, walking in his leadership, saying yes to the things he says yes to, no to the things he says no to, as you honor your design, as you learn to hear his voice, guess what? Is God going to bring divine appointments in your path? Absolutely. Is God going to give you opportunities to share in a real natural, uh, naturally supernatural way your relationship with God and, and what he's done for you? Absolutely. Are there going to be moments where you get to reap the harvest of salvation with somebody where you're the one that gets to lead him to the Lord? Absolutely. There'll equally be moments where you're the one planting the seed or you're just the one just demonstrating the new reality of the kingdom that may not come to fruition in somebody's life for two or three more years. But all of that is valid and all of that is enough. When you understand life through the kingdom, that is the dominion of God, the rule and reign of God over all things for all time, when you, when you realize that you've been restored to that, it gives you a different perspective. It gives you different vision. You're no longer in this Noah's Ark mentality. I got to get everything in for the whole bottom falls out. No. Of course we want to come, have people come to Jesus. Of course we want to be leading people to Jesus. Of course we want to be demonstrating the power of the kingdom, but not out of fear and not out of just our own religious zeal. We want to be doing it out of a heart of passion for Jesus, a heart of co-laboring with him, a heart that is motivated by love for him, not just out of religious zeal and not just out of obligation and out of expectation. Listen, it's a big, big, big shift. And when you begin to operate in the fullness of the kingdom, knowing that you've been redeemed, knowing that you're reconciled, knowing that you've been restored and everything that you lost through sin has been restored to you, guess what? <laughs> That's where the grace is released. That's where life comes. That's where joy is. That's where fulfillment is. You're no longer out there just trying to make it happen. You are walking in the fullness of God's plan for your life. Listen, my friend, that's the heart behind God's plan for living. And I hope that you can begin to ask the Lord, Lord, where am I in that? Am I still in this idea of I'm just a worker bee, gospel of salvation? I'm just trying to, to stay on the boat and get everybody else on the boat? Or am I walking in the fullness of the kingdom? Am I walking in the joy, in the design, and in the, in the fulfillment that you designed for me when Jesus died on the cross? Am I walking in all that you have, have, have uh, designed for me in this life? Listen, when you get that, everything will change. My friend, thanks for being with me on this episode of the podcast. I hope you'll keep listening, coming back every time to find out more about God's plan for living.